Hello and welcome to Emerge, Evolve, Lead, a podcast for people in recovery from addiction who want to be better leaders. I got clean and sober when I was 24, and then I started my corporate career. After several decades, I left that job and created Emerge Leadership Academy, where I train leaders and coach people in recovery who are ready to step up in their career. My name is Maureen Rossgem, and I'll be your host. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? It's Maureen here, and I am going to do a solo episode today. And here's the thing. I'm going to talk about mindsets, and I am going to talk about them in relation to your personality type. So if you haven't yet taken the quiz, go to my website at EmergeLeadershipAcademy.com and take the quiz. The quiz will tell you what animal best represents your leadership style. And each of the animals relate to one specific personality type on the disc map. So if you got the wolf, then you are a D. If you got the dolphin, then you are an I. If you got the St. Bernard, then you're an S. And if you got the beaver leader, then you are a C. And I will tell you what D, I, S, and C stand for a little bit later. But I want to start with a story. It was a beautiful day in May, and I had been outside all day riding my brand new three-speed red Columbia bicycle that I had bought with my own hard-earned money. I was 11 years old and I had saved my allowance and money I earned from babysitting and actually my parents kicked in for 50% of that bike, but still it took me a long time to save up $30 and now I had it. It was awesome. After riding all day, I came inside, had dinner with my family and headed over to the neighbors to babysit for their two young boys. At the beginning of the evening after the kids went to bed, my dad came over and watched TV with me for a while and then he left and I promptly fell asleep. I woke up with a start at about 1 1 30 in the morning and I heard a pounding on the door. I jumped up I went to the door and there was my dad. I thought has he come back to watch TV with me? That's when I looked at the clock and noticed it was 1 30. I let him in and he said to me right away where's the phone? So I led him through the kitchen into the living room and the phone was on a big desk there and then I knew something was wrong because his next question was where's the phone book and there right next to the phone was the phone book so I pointed to it and he explained I said dad what's wrong he said he explained that he was calling the people that my sister had babysat for to see if she had gotten home yet because he said our house almost burnt down so I took a turn, a quarter of a turn to the right, and I saw out this huge bay window, there was so many colors everywhere. There was fire trucks and fire engines and like it was a seven alarm fire and there was flames leaping out of our house and it was pouring smoke everywhere. It was red, yellow, green, purple, orange, blazing fire. 
going up into the sky. It was so terrifying to see that. He said, I think your sister, I just want to make sure she's not in that house, that she's not home from her babysitting job yet. So he called, found out that she was indeed had just left and they lived across town. So he knew that she wasn't in the house and he was able to safely uh, then turned to me and leave and said, everybody got out. Everybody's okay. Don't worry. Just stay here. Of course, my babysitting parents hadn't gotten home yet. So he left and one of the neighbor parents came over and she stayed with me for another hour before those people got home. They were probably wasted when I think about it. Oh my God, 2.30 in the morning. But Nevertheless, all of this was happening and overnight they did put the fire out. I went over to the Milvays and stayed there for the rest of the night and the next morning at 5 a.m. I got up. I wasn't hadn't slept all night and I went over to the fire to the house and the sun was just coming up and I was devastated because there on the porch was my brand new bicycle all burnt. The tire was melted and it was kind of crushed and, and, and it was just ruined. My bird, Pearl, I had a parakeet, was lying dead in her cage from smoke inhalation, I'm sure of it. The dog got out okay. The goldfish did die. I had five siblings. They all got out okay. My mom got out okay. My dad, however, had third degree burns on his hands and his feet and he had gone to the hospital. So he was hurting pretty bad. He had fallen asleep on the couch waiting for us and they say that there was a spark from the TV or something and who knows, but the couch started on fire. Maybe he fell asleep with a cigarette. I don't really know, but I'll tell you what, he got three, third degree burns and it was a painful time. He came home from the hospital at about nine o'clock and I was just walking around the house devastated to see all my grandfather's paintings were ruined. All, a lot of our clothes had just been thrown out of windows from the firefighters. And it was a devastating, devastating day because the whole house was ruined, even though you could walk through it. And a lot of it had been saved from fire. There was also smoke, though, and water damage, right? So again, I came outside. My parents were there sitting in lawn chairs on the, on the lawn. But as the sun slowly rose into the sky that day, I will tell you that I thought that this was the worst day of my life. I saw so much devastation. I couldn't stand the feelings. I was crying on and off. But every time a new person came over to the house, something amazing happened. They told me, they reminded me of how lucky I was. Maureen, you are so lucky. You see, no one was killed. Everyone got out okay. Things can be replaced, they said, but you are so lucky. You're okay. Everyone's okay. Your dad will heal. He's going to be fine, right? And so even though everything was devastating, all these people kept turning up and they had taken collections from people in their neighborhood in tin cans and brought it to us. They had brought furniture. They brought boxes of clothes for every size kid you could imagine. My siblings were between the ages of five and like 13 at that time or 14. So there was a lot of different 
needs that we had as a family. We received gift certificates from different restaurants in town and all kinds of offers to help and people bringing casseroles and everything else. So it was a real amazing feeling to see that at the beginning of the day, I had all these devastating feelings of what a horrible, horrible tragedy this was. And then by the end of the day, I felt like I was so lucky that all of this outpouring of love from the community and from these people that loved us and cared about us and even people we didn't know, right, were chipping in to help this family. So my family was separated for a couple of weeks at different um, places that we were all staying. And then we came back together and rented a house in the next town. And we, you know, th my parents got their act together and they, you know, had insurance and the house began to be rebuilt and all of that had to be inventoried. But I'll tell you something, that day in the morning, I had this shift, this, this feeling that I, it was the worst day of my life. I had lost some of the things that were closest and most meaningful to me. And by the end of the day, I felt so much hope and so much love and so much gratitude for being alive, for being okay. And that's how you shift from one mindset to another. It doesn't often happen on its own, but it happens when you put yourself with other people who have that kind of attitude, who have the outlook to help you to change your mindset. So you can change your own mindset, but you also need to be aware of how to do that. Now, if you've gone out to my website and taken that quiz, then you will know if you're either a, a wolf, a D, which stands for dominance, personality type, or a dolphin, which stands for influencer, personality type, or the St. Bernard, which stands for the steadiness, S. The last one is the beaver, which stands for the C, which is conscientiousness. Now, if you are a wolf, then most likely your mindsets are very self-assured. You are asserting your opinions and rights and you project confidence in your ideas and abilities and you take charge of situations. Most wolves are very uh, fierce and they go after what they want. They are also have the mindset of being dynamic. They initiate action on ideas, they influence people and project a strong social presence. They take the lead a lot of times, even if they're not the leader. <laughs> and I would also is resolute. They stand their ground in the face of opposition. They will fight, right, for their right. Um, they will speak up about problems and also push through resistance. Now, those are mindsets, resolute, self-assured, and dynamic that are not, they don't come easily to every other personality type, okay? So now I'm going to move on to the dolphin, the influencer. Here are the dolphin mindsets. They share the same dynamic mindset of the of the uh, of the wolf they are they are very action oriented they initiate action they are very creative they have lots of ideas they love influencing people and they do project a strong social presence they also have an outgoing mindset 
Now, the outgoing mindset is when you are very friendly, you are establishing and maintaining relationships, and you love connecting with people. You express your emotions and have a good time, whatever it is you're doing, or you feel your feelings when they come up. And you also will share your unfiltered thoughts with others. You just let people know. Everyone knows where they stand with you because you are expressive. Now, the third mindset that goes with the dolphin is empathizing. Um, empathizing is when you really can easily reach your own internal compassion. You know, you know, you can, you seek to understand other people's emotional needs and their struggles, and you can be super supportive, right, to others. So probably there was a lot of empathizing uh, folks or have accessed that mindset that came to talk to me that day, right? Even if they weren't um, of that mindset, you know, you can adapt these mindsets whenever you need to in your life. And this is what we call emotional intelligence, actually, right? So we're going to, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So then you have the S type. This is your St. Bernard. The St. Bernard is super loyal. They also have that empathizing mindset. They share that with the dolphin leader. And the St. Bernards are um, also very receptive. They are supportive and empathizing and receptive. They like to stay open to other people's ideas and willing to compromise and accommodate others. Um, and they often put aside their own needs and preferences to help for the good of the team, right? They love collaboration and they like to be really supportive. So these are loyal and uh, very open and receptive. They will help you and they will stand by you in, in times of crisis. But not everyone is receptive, but the St. Bernard's definitely. Then the third mindset of the, of the S is composed. Now the composed mindset is this idea that we reflect before we act and we moderate our internal or external responses even in stressful situations, we think about what we're going to say first before we then go ahead and say it, and we exercise diplomacy. Now, again, you all know there's a lot of people out there that do not do that. Some people have this dynamic mindset where they are constantly saying how they feel before they even think about what they're saying. <laughs> and so composed is a mindset that is very um, uh, important, right? To certain types and they use it all the time. And that type is the St. Bernard and also the last one, which is the beaver leader. So they share that in common, the beaver leader or the C, which is stands for conscientiousness. They are composed and they use that mindset a lot. They think about what they're going to say, they reflect before acting, and they moderate their response, even in stressful situations. They are also objective. Now, those folks that are objective, what that means is they separate facts from emotions and keeping the discussion focused on logic. So 
we are rational human beings and we think logically and sort of sequentially in nature, that's what it means to be objective. You're looking at the facts and you're looking at what is reality as opposed to um, drama or emotional um, overtures, okay? And then the last um, mindset of the C is also shared with the D um, is resolute the seas and the the beavers will stand their ground in face of opposition they will speak up about problems they do like a good challenge and they will push through any resistance they will make things work and they will find those solutions so those are the eight mindsets of the four different disc types. Now if you recognize yourself in there and you know which mindset is really easy for you, then I would encourage you to um, hang with people who have the other mindsets. So for example, if you are a wolf type and you are using your self-assured, asserting your opinions and rights and projecting confidence all the time and your ideas and abilities, that's great, you know, you can do that, but it's really gonna be beneficial for you if you hang out with some S's, some St. Bernard's once in a while and get on the receptive mindset step out of your comfort zone and instead of speaking your opinions start listening instead and really understanding where other people are coming from which is sort of like the empathizing so the receptive and the empathizing might be really good mindsets for you to adopt and to begin to practice and that goes for those saint bernards out there who are always busy empathizing and being receptive and composed it's good for you to get out of your comfort zone and sometimes really step into self-assured dynamic and stand your ground be resolute those mindsets don't come easy to people and that doesn't mean you have to be in them all the time or completely switch over it's easier to sometimes just step out of your comfort zone and do that for a little while and then step back into your comfort zone. You can do that at any time. Now, as far as the I's and the C's go, these um, dolphins, the eyes, they're very outgoing and dynamic and empathizing. Those are the mindsets that come very naturally to that type but it's really important for you to befriend your C, your beaver um, company, and sometimes need to be resolute, objective, and composed, right? You need to hold back some of those emotions sometimes, like slow down on the drama, <laughs> leave your emotions at the door, especially when you're working with your buddies at work, your colleagues it's important to really be objective, to bring them the facts, to make sure that you go in a systematic way instead of a chaotic way, which is often the way of the dolphin. We can get very, um, you know, loud and chatty. Instead, we need to be composed sometimes and objective and just go within and sit back, okay? And the same with the C, you have those resolute, objective, and composed mindsets that's easy for you. It's important for you to step out of your comfort zone and sometimes become more dynamic, outgoing, and empathizing. And I know 
every single type has all of these within you. It's just that sometimes it's not as easy for us to take on those other mindsets. So identify what your colleagues are in your mind, and you can do that by understanding more about your own disc style. If this is something that interests you, I would love to work with you. Please go to my website, emergeleadershipacademy.com. There's an opportunity for $149 to meet with me for an hour. But more than that, even, you have this opportunity to take a full assessment and get the real story. You, the quiz that you took, it's only seven questions. Well, this is a 20-minute online assessment where you get a full 20-something page report all about you, what your style is, how it can really help you at work, what your motivators and stressors are, how to blend or expand out of your comfort zone in understanding and working with all of the other types and styles. What you heard today, these mindsets, these are part of the emotional quotient. So EQ stands for really emotional intelligence. And just like we have um, an intelligence quotient, an IQ, we also have an EQ, an emotional quotient. And all of these mindsets are directly related to your emotional mindsets, right? Self-assured, dynamic, outgoing, but also empathizing, receptive, composed, and then you have objective and resolute as well. So all of those, some might be more easy for you, some maybe not so much. In any case, it's really important for you as you continue to think about the people that are in your office, the people that you're working with all of the time, is that everyone's doing the best job that they can with what they got. But the more that you can understand yourself and understand other personality types, the more you know it might be harder for them to step into the same mindsets that you have. And it will be easier for you to step into their mindset, um, especially if you have this knowledge about yourself. I remember my first day on the job. I was so excited and a bit nervous and I picked out what to wear like a few days in advance and I thought about the route I would take to get there and I thought about meeting my colleagues and I wanted to make really a really good first impression. I was sure that eventually I'd be a valued member of the team. I was already spending my first paycheck and thinking about all the perks of the job. What I wasn't thinking about was the attitudes of the other team members. I wasn't anticipating that there might be friction about me because, oh, who knows why? Maybe they really like the person that had the job before me. Maybe they're upset because they wanted the job that I ended up getting. But it didn't occur to me that there were some people who just hated to meet new people and learn how to work with them effectively. I knew that there might be, you know, a few difficult people along the way, but I knew I wasn't going to be one of them, right? I really wanted to learn as much as I could about myself. So guess how many first day on the jobs that I've had over the years? <laughs> well, are you ready for this? I, I actually counted and I have had more than 30 first days on the job in my lifetime. 
I didn't have to go through orientation or payroll for every one of them because half of them were from this one corporate company that I work for. But in those cases, I was transferring within the company, but there was still always a whole new set of people to know and, and a whole new job to learn and the same excitement, right, and nervousness. But I know of some people at the same company that I worked for for over almost 30 years, they have never changed their role and they worked in the same job for like 20 to 25 years. Like that would be crazy for me. I can't even imagine staying in the same job for that long. If I wasn't learning something new or expanding in my capacity in a certain role, I was pretty much ready to move on. Learning and education has become and really did 20 years ago became one of my highest values. I took every class that was ever offered to me. And then I began training, which was always new and different because the students would change. Even though I was training the same content, the conversations were always different because the questions are different, because the personalities are different. I love training and I love working with different people. So I had an extremely fulfilling and rewarding career. But there were times, in fact, quite a few times that I felt stuck and I couldn't get out of a role fast enough. And during those times, it was so hard for me to wait for the next opportunity. It was very difficult to continue to focus and do a good job, even though I felt sick and tired of doing the same now boring for me stuff, right? Or there was somebody maybe I wanted to get away from. But mostly what I loved about changing jobs was meeting the new people and developing the new relationships. So it always came as a bit of a shock when I came across people who were resistant to me or having new people on the team. They just didn't want it. It became almost a bigger challenge for me to actually win them over if I could or do my best to complete the project quickly so I could have I could move on and didn't have to work with them anymore. But what I found was the more I the more time I spent on developing myself, the easier it became to get along with everybody or even if they had quirks or personality issues or narcissism or toxicity, it did not affect me. It didn't affect me anymore because I wasn't as sensitive. I didn't get involved in the drama. It was easier for me to adopt the different mindsets that I needed to in any given situation. So what I learned was that some people can handle stress and some people not so much. But I learned a lot about emotional intelligence, probably the early to mid 2000s, when it became a buzzword, really. And then I read Daniel Goldman's book when it first came out, and I continue to work on my own feelings, not just owning them and processing in appropriate ways, but also learning to read other people and adjust my behavior if need be. So for example, if I went into someone's office with an agenda and they were going through something or were agitated about whatever, I would beg off and try to schedule another meeting at a different time or be as quick as possible to minimize their stress. You can pick up on things like that all the time. When my boss is overloaded or my husband say after a challenging day and they come home and they're not in a good place, 
that's not the time to get into a deep discussion about my needs, you know, uh, or asking them to help me with something. That's the time to be there for them. Now, if somebody is always having drama or always having these challenging times, then you have to decide when do you set some boundaries for yourself. But that's the kind of learning that you can really get deep into when you go through the Recovery at Work program. So I'm gonna tell you just a little bit about this Recovery at Work program because it really has been an awesome game changer for so many people. There's a lot of things that make up a person, right? It's not just emotional intelligence. It's their personality, their upbringing, their values, um, and, you know, your attitudes and beliefs. And when you understand all of those things about yourself, it makes life and decision making so, so much easier. So if you're feeling stuck in any way, or you know that you have more potential and are ready to take a step up in your life into becoming the next best version of whoever it is that you think you are, um, you can do that. You don't have to specifically become a leader like a supervisor or a manager of other people, but stepping up and having inner leadership within yourself and improving your own self, you can help so many other people around you, whether that's just in your family, in your peer group, and your colleagues and your team at work, um, or even uh, in the community, right? So, and if you wanna step into leadership, that's awesome too. There are so many ways that you can step up in your life and a lot of it has to do with understanding who you are at a deep, deep level so that you can have a lot more peace in your life and more, uh, or more excitement if that's what you want. I'm gonna read to you a testimonial of someone who just recently went through my program. This is, um, this is a testimonial from Noel. He writes, I had a very negative perspective re relative to my own talents and capabilities. I realized this was keeping me small and had kept me from being my true self and living up to my potential. I hesitated when I first heard about Maureen, but I reached out and I'm very glad I did. She helped me get out of my own way and to get out of my head and see what was really happening. I learned that my negative perceptions were produced by my own faulty lens that I was seeing through and putting on to look at the world. In reality, I am a strong leader. I have a lot to offer and I am a valued member of my company's leadership team. I also learned a lot about my own personality and what my type needs and that my type needs time to process and there is nothing wrong with that. It is just who I am. I was looking for my next role when I started with Maureen. I had been in the same lower level leadership position for 15 years, but there was a little part of me that wanted more. It was my habit to silence that part of me because I felt I would fail. Doing this recovery at work program with Maureen helped me to find my dream job, a promotion, and to perform at higher levels than I ever thought I could. I do this with a lot more conscientiousness for what I need versus what everyone else needs. Why was Maureen a good coach for me? I think the biggest thing is she really understood me and how I was keeping myself from succeeding. I thought the world was holding me back, but it was me. And she helped me to see that. And she continues to help me today as I navigate my new role at work.
Noel O is a vice president of government business division. Yep. So I was so thrilled to be able to even share that with you because I love it when people can step up into the next best version of who they are. So check out my recovery at work page at emergeleadershipacademy.com. And if you want to even see what it's like to work with me, go ahead and ask for the quiz. At $149, it's an easy one hour commitment and you will learn so much about yourself. That's all I have for you today. Listen, you guys, if you're, if you are having a fire in your life, if you are thinking that this is the worst job you've ever been in, or if you have some sort of an issue with the position and the people that you work with, it is time to take recovery at work. Because when you do, you will realize that you are the firefighter. You are in control. You can shift your mindset and really create miracles in your life. I'm telling you, and it's time. After this pandemic, it was a horrible, I think, wake-up call to say, life is too short. Figure out what you want and let's go for it together. And think about awakening your inner leader because your contribution matters. See you next time. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your friends. You can visit us at EmergeLeadershipAcademy.com to take the quiz to find out what animal best represents your leadership style. And until next week, remember, you have so many leadership skills that you learned in recovery. Stop hiding because your contribution matters.